It's news to us the week of March 7th, 2022. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's Eddie here. Jason and Chris are here. There they are. How's it going? I see them. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Well, you know, the situation in Ukraine continues to get ugly, but there was a lot leading up to this, and we covered a lot of it on the show, and Ukraine came up in the news quite often, but I don't think that we really understood what the long game was at the time, but looking back, it's all become clear, more clear. Hasn't it, Jason? And Chris, like, Ukraine came up a lot with Trump... His associates, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane a little bit and connect the dots because it's all becoming very apparent that what's happening right now has been sort of the long game, not only for Putin, but uh, possibly Donald Trump and his associates aiding in that long game. So that and more, it's news to us. It's news to us. We are live on Adobe Radio. You can tweet us. It's news to us on Twitter. It's news to us on Instagram. It's news to us everywhere. Everywhere. How are you guys? Checking with the hosts here. Doing pretty good. How about you? Oh, man, we're jinxed. Yeah. I mean, I got uh, the flu for the first time in about two or three years over the weekend. I'm sort of on the tail end of it right now, and it was not fun. I know it wasn't COVID. I took a COVID test, but it was just the the run-of-the-mill flu. I had the flu shot, though, so I would imagine if I didn't get the flu shot, it would have been a worse case of the flu, but it was still not fun. I forgot what it was like to be sick just naturally, and I blame people stopping the mask wearing. Go out in public now. Nobody's wearing masks, so now my immune system is weakened. Oh, you can wear a mask. Yeah, but nobody wears a mask. I, I went to. You can if you're worried about it. You can still wear a mask. Like if you don't want to get sure. Sick. But at what point do you stop with the mask? I mean, I stopped unless I have to. When would you have to? I have to at work still. Yeah, but I'm not going to be wearing a mask in the grocery store and at the gym at this point because I don't feel like there's a big enough risk as far as COVID goes. So. You had the, you well, had a, how do you know you didn't? How do you know you didn't get COVID? Right? Did you do a yes? I t- PCR I said, test or an at-home test? I, I did the one that Joseph R. Uh, Roberta Biden sent me, and I took that one twice. Yeah, you but took I took it twice. Okay, rectally. Yeah, and it uh, right. <laughs> yes, I, took I don't it. think I, I don't think the at-home tests are as sensitive to Omicron, right? So now you're saying that I have COVID because you're a doctor. I'm saying you potentially. I'm no doctor, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. I mean, sure, I may I may have COVID right now, but the two tests said I did I don't, and that's good enough for most circles, except Jason apparently. Huh. Well, I do have a runny nose right now, so I apologize. Oh, uh, you may advance. you probably have COVID then if it's a runny I might nose. Have COVID. But I'm feeling perfectly healthy. Do I have COVID? You probably do too. Uh, uh, Your test was negative. (laughs) You probably have, according to Jason, you had a negative test. You probably have COVID. Yeah. Don't (laughs) sneeze on your camera because it might come through. It might go viral. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, it's going to be one of those shows, huh? Horrible. (laughs) Horrible. But, uh, 
But anyways, I, uh, so you're feeling better, Eddie coming yeah, around. I'm like, ni- I'm mend? like 90% right now, but yeah, definitely on the mend. It was a bit of a rough weekend just in bed. Didn't want to move mm. most of the weekend. Like I had the, the chills and all that, but you know, whatever. Mm. I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I survived. And, uh, I, I credit, uh, that, that flu shot for making it. Otherwise it would have been worse. It actually wasn't that yeah. bad. It was just like, I'm being a bit of a baby cause I haven't been sick in a while. Yeah. That sounds man about flu. right. It's yeah. Man flu. Right. Yeah. But anyways, so it was a weekend and nothing but, uh, jerking off and chicken soup for you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's what else can you do when you have as Wait, you had the energy to jerk off, huh? Yeah. Well, you weren't that sick. <laughs> do you ever masturbate when you have a fever? I feel like it brings the fever down a little bit because all the blood's in your dick for a minute. It at least makes know. you forget that you're sick. Yeah. And hold your breath while you do it, too. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Why do it at all? Yeah. You're saying words tonight, Jason, and right. I'm don't think you're thinking before I, you speak. I'm going to go ahead and shut down. <laughs> Speaking of jerking off, let's talk about Trump and Putin. The Dirty Deeds. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. Well, yes, Trump and his associates have been helping Putin play the long game when it comes to conquering Ukraine, and we've been talking about it on this show for a long time. Ukraine has been popping up over and over again throughout the entire Trump presidency. And we kind of didn't really understand why. Maybe brushed over it a little bit. Didn't quite connect the dots. But um, it's all becoming more clear. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Trump kind of surrounded himself with uh, individuals that worked in Ukraine that were pro-Putin, namely Paul Manafort and um, his former campaign chair. And uh, Rudy Giuliani, right, who seems to be in every corner of the 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 corruption of Trump. Yes, so we can zero in on Manafort and Giuliani and Trump himself. Manafort's a scary guy. It's a name we haven't talked about in a while. That dude is nefarious. That's right. He's a longtime Republican consultant and lobbyist. Um, back in the seventies, he was, it was Manafort and Roger Stone. And who's the third guy who started, was it Blackwater or what, what do they call that? Do you remember that Chris? The, uh, the plumbers in Nixon's administration. Yeah. yeah they, yeah. the plumbers cause they fixed the leaks <laughs> and they were the ones who kind of like started bringing, um, uh, like corporate money into politics and super PACs. And they, they were the ones who kind of instituted all of that and brought it into our, you know, what our modern day politics, but uh, Manafort uh, kind of switched gears. He went overseas back in 2004. Um, he was hired by oligarchs who were supporting a pro Russian party in Ukraine, Russian uh, oligarchy of region. What's that? He's hired by Russian oligarchs. Uh, Ukrainian oligarchs. Ukrainian, okay. Russian. Got it. Okay. Uh, the party of regions was the uh, political party that he was hired for. Um, they had uh, been marred by allegations of fraud, and uh, they had a revolution. Uh, the people had a revolution called the Orange Revolution, where they revolted against uh, the party 
and Manafort was brought in to kind of reimagine that party, right? Like change their the way they were talking and and representing themselves to make them more popular in the Ukrainian um, country. And then Manafort right. and Stone would take the Orange Revolution a little too far with Donald Trump. <sighs> And his spray tan. Well, the, Go ahead. the orange, yeah, the orange revolution was was a good thing in Ukraine. That's uh, was what brought Ukraine kind of into you know the modern era of its more uh, west looking foreign policy. It was the first major split in Ukraine from from its really close ties to, to the Kremlin and kind of being a, uh, a little bit of a, something of a puppet state to Russia. So yeah, there are a lot of seeds now of, uh, Putin's resentment planted in the orange revolution in Ukraine. Uh, is Jason's mic dead? Jason, we uh, yeah, Jason. I think we got, we Am got I here. The, the live yeah, thing went out. This actually happened on CNN with Anderson Cooper the other day. So it happens to everybody. We're coming to you from all over the globe. I heard you a second ago, Jason. Uh, the satellites yeah, so I realized. Was, I was saying that I was saying that Man- one of Manafort's key aides in Ukraine was allegedly a Russian spy, according to the Senate Intelligence Committee report. Um, they found that Constantine Konstantin Kalemnik was both a Russian int- officer and an integral part of Manafort's operation in Ukraine and Russia. According to the report, they said Manafort and Kilmanek met twice in person while uh, while, uh, Manafort worked on DJT's campaign, which he also worked on it for free. He didn't take payment. Right. Well, he didn't take payment, but he also owed these people a lot of money. On the other end. Yeah, millions of dollars to uh, the oligarchs in Russia. And this was and a, a supposedly his way of paying them back. A- allegedly. I don't think that's been proven yet, has I it? I said supposedly. Mm, allegedly. Sa- a- alleged supposed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so while Manafort was, war- uh, he met with Kilmanek, uh, Kilmanek, uh, Kilmanek several times. Kilmanek? Yeah, thank I you. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, they also suspected Kilmnik was uh, serving as a, a a channel for coordination on the Russian military intelligence operation to hack into the Democratic emails, which we all remember DJT on a news conference saying, Russia, if you're listening, better hack those emails. Yep. And they did. They listened. They listened, they did it, and they released them. Yeah, they released the DNC emails, and that's where we found out a lot of interesting information about how the DNC is run. But it was, um, yeah, uh, a really weird thing for a presidential candidate to be asking for a foreign adversary to to hack their political opponent on live TV. We also, yeah, learned apparently high treason committed live on television isn't enough to... uh, right. Keep you from getting elected president of the United States. That was yeah. probably the most interesting That'll thing. That'll get you a lot of we votes, learned. apparently. You uh, commit treason on live TV. As long as you're running for president, totally fine. Matt Putin, he's so smart. 
that was that about Putin's it. a genius. Back he to really Manafort. is. Yeah. Back to Manafort. <clears throat> I want to stay on topic here. Um, sorry. Um, How dare you? In the in, in the Senate report, they also said uh, uh, in Manafort's uh, interviews with Special Counsel Robert Mueller, he lied constantly and uh, about one issue in particular, and that was his interactions with Kilmanek. Kilm- Kilmanek. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard, I've heard it. Go, I can't do it. I've heard it's uh, pronounced both ways, so don't worry about it. Who cares? He doesn't deserve the respect to, uh, to have his name pronounced correctly, anyways. I know. Jason, after me, kill, kill, M, <laughs> M, Nick, kill me, Nick. You, you know they do this with Wolf Blitzer mm-hmm. before every broadcast. Perfect. They have a team yeah. that sits down with them, and they're like Vlad, He's like, Vlad, Amir, Amir. Putin. 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 Kalimnik. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that guy's a Russian spy that worked with Manafort. Yeah. Manafort also worked with uh, uh, the former Ukrainian president uh, Yanukovych. Victor Yanukovych. Yes. Yeah, I got that one. Um, And he was uh, ousted back in 2014 when the Ukrainian people went to the streets during the Maiden Revolution and he. Yanukovych fled the country to Russia because he was a pro-Russian. Basically, he was a Russian oligarch. He was a puppet of Putin and the Ukrainian people ousted him. Mm. And that's when, you know, several weeks later, that's when Putin went into Crimea uh, and took over that part of the uh, country. Yeah. 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 Man. Yeah. Yeah. And all, and, uh, you know, during the, all this, we were just talking about how but there's obvious corruption going on on so many different levels but this overall overarching uh, thing with Russia and uh, Ukraine didn't quite make sense at the time but now it's all coming together as we have um, more evidence and proof that Trump and his associates were directly aiding Putin in his quest to reestablish the USSR which is very frightening and uh mainly because they have a lot of business dealings with them and they are set to profit and become oligarchs themselves. You can't make it in America, become a Russian oligarch. Bank now, up you yourself 60 you times in America that, uh, with casinos and stakes and bottled water. Go to Russia, become a, a multimillionaire and an old, yeah, go ahead. A powerful person. What? Well, I was just asking, do you think that he's trying to rebuild the USSR? Or do you think he's trying to take over Ukraine because it's, you know, of Kiev and Odessa, which is, you know, part of the Russian history. There's a lot of different reasons. I feel like he's trying to, he's going into the Ukraine. Um, overall, I think he would love to rebuild the USSR, but it's also a strategic move as well, because it puts that buffer between him and NATO and, um, and also the resources in the Ukraine can be used for the benefit yeah. of Russia. Yeah, gotcha. But I mean, it's only a buffer to NATO if he installs some sort of puppet regime and pulls Russia forces out. Otherwise, Russian forces are right bumping up against NATO now because of a because no buffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, like, what his like, what you guys think the goal is of Putin? I I know it's hard, right? Like. It well, that's what everybody's what trying to right figure now. out. Yeah. The top minds haven't 
I mean, when you watch the news, the the the, the biggest analysts are still speculating what's going to happen. Nobody really knows or what, why he's doing it. Nobody really, really knows. Well, I know you guys are kind of, I know Eddie in particular is kind of afraid of like nuclear war. And I will say like, anytime you see Putin talking to like his advisors or, you know, anyone in his, uh, uh, administration, like he stays so far away cause he doesn't want to catch COVID, right? Like he's so paranoid of catching COVID cause he doesn't want to die. I don't think he would want to do a nuclear war because he doesn't want to die. That's not what he wants. Yeah, but he has bunkers. He could last in a bunker and survive a fallout. I'm sure he has supplies to be underground for the rest of his life. <clears throat> you really think? Nah, nah. Yeah. I'm he's, just he's trying to plan- put you he, at ease. Apparently he has a billion dollar bunker. And I'm sure. What the- good does that do? Because Chris is vomiting. <laughs> he's got COVID. Why can't we hear him? He turned off his uh, mic when he's vomiting. He's got COVID. I'm Mike. I muted my mic to cough. He pressed that's the oh, he pressed the just, cough button. That's what a professional does. Thanks for doing that. Uh, yeah, like a professional. But it looked like, but yeah. on on the screen, it looked like you were about to vomit. No, oh. I was just coughing. I was like, geez, just got a tickle in my throat, and it keeps uh, yeah bugging me. Well, under Rudy Giuliani, <clears throat> Jordy Giuliani. Uh. Yeah. He back in uh so when Manafort was convicted in twenty eighteen, Giuliani was uh the next in line, if you will, for DJT and uh he was the most connected uh person in DJT sphere uh with connections to Ukraine. And um one of his uh clients is a law firm that uh actually represents oil uh Russia's state oil producer Rosneft. Um, but uh, Giuliani, if you remember, uh, if you recall during the impeachment, the first impeachment of DJT, he was uh, in um, Ukraine trying to dig up dirt on Joe Biden's son. They were, you know, right. that was why DJT was impeached was, you know, we'll give you the javelin missiles if you give us some dirt on uh, D- or on uh, Biden. $300 million in total worth of military aid. And also in his demand, like if we gave him uh, the Javelin missiles, he wanted uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky to meet with Giuliani directly and in person. <laughs> and of course, uh, Zelensky said no to all of this nonsense. And yeah, that's right. That's right. It makes yeah. it makes more sense now where we're seeing uh, the full true scope of Zelensky's character. The fact that he's not backing down from Russian forces and holding his ground. Why yeah, would he held he... his ground against DJT and Putin, right? Like, right. This guy is, uh, he's got some cojones. Sure does. But, uh, Giuliani, that's, uh, he ended up working with Lev Parnas and, uh, Igor Fruman. Um, you know, the two individuals, uh, that ran Fraud Guaranteed Incorporated out of Florida. <laughs> we all remember real that. Real company, real company. Yeah. Real Can't company. believe that. Fraud Guaranteed. You just can't make this stuff up, man. <laughs> well, they live up to the name. I mean, you can't get them on false advertising. So, uh, uh, Giuliani also worked with an individual um, uh, who is a, a member of Ukraine's parliament, Andrei Durkach, um, in an apparent effort to discredit the investigation of uh, DJT's actions um, in that uh, July 24th phone call with Zelensky. And uh, Durkic is actually, um, according to the U.S. Treasury Department, um, who sanctioned him, they said he was an active Russian agent for over a decade. 
Yeah. So Giuliani's, you know, working with spies. Manafort's working with spies. DJT's allegedly a spy, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, mm. when everything was happening, you know, like we're looking at like the last two or three years um, with these individuals, maybe a little longer. Um, like we, it didn't all make sense, but like now, like what we're seeing, it's becoming clear. Like you said before, at the beginning of the show, Eddie, like it's starting to come full circle. It seems. And I don't think uh, there's an, enough conversation regarding these these folks and what happened um, with DJT and under his administration. Like it all led us to now, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And uh, speaking of DJT and his administration, which we will uh, touch on in just a moment, uh, DJT himself has had dealings with Russia for. A very long time, despite the fact that he has claimed multiple times that, quote, he has nothing to do with Russia. But not only did he directly support and aid Putin's desire to conquer Ukraine, but also uh, he uh, has been working with Russia for more than 30 years. So uh, back in uh, 2017, DJT tweeted this, quote, Russia has never tried to use or leverage me. I have nothing to do with Russia. No deals, no loans, no nothing. Then why did uh, Trump's sons brag back in uh, about a, a Palm Beach mansion that Trump bought in 2004 for $41 million and later sold for $95 million four years later. And people believe that uh, that real estate value was grossly inflated because there was money laundering, money laundering going on for Russian oligarchs, and, and after he after he sold it, no one lived there and went to that house. It was just left vacant, right? Ninety five million dollar home, just vacant. And you know that one. I mean, I'm sure you could uh, a little bit up for interpretation. But in 1986, Trump did meet and discussed building a uh, quote large luxury hotel across the street from the Kremlin in partnership with the Soviet government. And you know, the source of that his 1987 book, the art of the deal. He talks about that. <laughs> what a douche. And then meanwhile, even, he's tweeting. I got even nothing during to do. His, yeah. During his uh, candidacy for president back in 2016, he was working on a deal for a Trump tower in Moscow. Right. right. Yeah. He's going to give out like two or three floors to Putin. If you recall that. And to in, try to sweeten the deal. Uh, there's more. In 1996, he announced a plan to invest $250 million in Russian real estate and slap his name on two luxury residential buildings. Man. And um, and that's, that's not even the half of it. So according to the Washington Post, Trump began um, seeing significant returns from Russian investments in U.S. properties with the Trump, like the Trump Hotel in New York, a, uh, an investigation found that at least 63 individuals with Russian passports or addresses bought at least $100 million worth of property in seven Trump-branded luxury towers in Florida For just as just one example. We know he has a lot of properties all over the country. All over the world. Yeah. Trump Tower Panama um, was filled with Russian um, um, mafia, basically, and oligarchs. Like, they're everywhere. It's not just, uh, like, all these Trump towers, they're filled with Russians, right? And again, uh, January, 2017, Russian or a uh, uh, Trump tweet in January, 2017. 
I have nothing to do with Russia. No deals, no loans, no nothing. But don't uh, forget this. In, in addition, one more thing. In 2013, Trump traveled to Moscow for the Miss Universe pageant. And during the visit, he's on tape saying, I have plans for the establishment of business in Russia. Now I am in talks with several Russian companies to establish this skyscraper. <laughs> Such a douche. That's also uh, the trip where he may have been peed on. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there yes. may or may not have been tapes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. But, uh, but it, Same trip. so it's no surprise that during Trump's entire political career, he's backed Putin running for president. Trump said that, quote, the people of Crimea, from what I've heard, would rather be with Russia than where they were. So there he was supporting uh, Trump or Putin uh, moving into Crimea in uh, 2013. Trump staged, of course, that same beauty pageant there that we were discussing earlier. And on Twitter, again, he tweeted, will Putin become my new best friend? Hmm. He's always been wanting to get all buddy, buddy with Putin. Now, when it comes to uh, Trump and Putin and the Ukraine, there's uh, this, this, so this is where it gets like, <clears throat> so Trump has been supporting uh, Putin, Putin's desire to conquer Ukraine for a very long time. And uh, so Russia, of course, menaced with Ukraine throughout Trump's entire term. And uh, Trump strengthened Putin's hand in several ways. For example, uh, Trump was smearing Ukraine by falsely suggesting that Kiev rather than Moscow had interfered with the 2016 U.S. presidential election, whereas the investigation that our government uh, conducted determined that Moscow and Russia was involved in the meddling of our election, not Ukraine, but Trump blamed Ukraine for it. And uh, then there was that whole th deal with Zelensky we talked about earlier where Trump was trying to hold up military aid in exchange for some dirt on Joe Biden with Ukraine. And um, lastly, it looks like Trump was trying to withdraw us from NATO. Had he won a second term, making it easier for Putin to get into Ukraine and uh, not have resistance. Yeah. Also, you remember the Helsinki uh, summit between DJT and Putin where they asked DJT, like, do you trust, you know, your U.S. intelligence uh, says that Russia's doing something. And he's like, no, I don't believe them. I believe Putin. Right. I mean, do you guys remember that? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. we also uh, signed. Uh, we we removed the, uh, under Trump's administration. We removed ourselves from the open skies treaty um, where, you know, Russia and 32 other countries. um had a treaty where they could go and like do uh reconnaissance mission uh, flights over each other's countries to see like troop uh, movement and military movement. And um, DJT's administration pulled us out of that treaty. So now we, ha we have all this lined up and I think the motives are clear. In my opinion, Trump clearly desperately wanted to do business in Russia because nobody in the U S took him seriously anymore. And it almost seems like a quid pro quo thing with, with Putin. Putin says, you help me get 
Ukraine, and uh, then you can have whatever you want here in Russia. You could have your Trump Tower here. You think that's sort of what was going on? I think DJT's enamored with oligarchs. Like, he wants to be that type of person. There's that sickness, too, of course. Yeah, like, that's who he wants to be. He, like, he idolizes Putin, in my opinion, where you're a person of power who enriches yourself. Like, that's my thought, anyway. Chris? Yeah, I I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's, uh, like... A combination of hero worship and a sort of a penis envy where, yeah, he just desperately wants power and uh, he admires people who, uh, you know, quote unquote presidents who have the sort of uh, autocratic authority that he, he didn't have as president of the United States. All right. Well, uh, we'll be keeping our eye on this, but it's all beginning to make sense. I think it's something we need to keep paying attention to. Yeah, too. absolutely. I mean, like I said, like when this all was going down, like it would every like six months, you'd hear a news story. But like looking back and, and seeing where we are now, like it's just, you know, different steps to where we are now. It's it's kind of uh, mind boggling. Right. Yeah, the the whole game is is all laid out in front of it's us. It's all now. intertwined too, like yeah, like what we're going through, and we haven't even scratched the surface of. I'm going to go on a limb, and this is opinion, but you know, Republicans, you know, the Republican Party, like oh yeah, no, I mean Mitch McConnell, uh, yeah, um, you know, he's got you know the state of Kentucky like under his leadership, and you know, they have a lot of ties to Russia, uh, Russian oligarchs. Like, where does that go? You know, uh, Republicans going to Russia, you know, I think it was what eight senators going to Russia on July 4th, like three or four years ago. Right. To meet with that about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's more to it. And I think it's more intertwined with uh, that party in America and Ukraine and Russia. Like it's all interconnected and we're learning more and more. Republican Party has the wind at its back going into these uh, midterm elections that are steaming toward us so uh yeah we've got a very important election cycle this year and uh the democratic party could lose control of the house or the senate or both uh that seems to be very legitimate concern and uh uh joseph biden's poll numbers are seem to be uh stuck in negative territory and uh you know unless some sort of indictment against Trump materializes between now and uh, say next year or 2024, you know, it's more than likely that, you know, as of, as of this minute, Donald Trump is the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential ticket. Just imagine if Trump was in office right now, during this uh, crisis, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. I think we would have like, been pulled we would be out on of Russia's NATO. side. We'd be pulled out of NATO and we'd probably be sending U.S. troops in to help aid uh, Russia's uh, invasion into Ukraine, don't you think? We'd yeah. Have our, Russia, we'd have our Russia's own troops. actually actively looking for other, like, yeah. states to help them because they're, they didn't plan for this, right? Like, 
they didn't plan to be in a two week or longer war, which would have been a complete freaking disaster. If America I mean, was attacking a sovereign democracy and pissing off NATO and the EU, can you imagine? Could you imagine we'd be on the wrong side of world war three. We'd be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we would be on the side of China and Russia in a world war three, which would be a very crazy situation. That's crazy to think about. Hmm. Elections matter. Yeah. They, they do. So so vote everybody. These are they, it's not about waving a flag on the back of your truck. There are bigger consequences than your ego. Um it's ridiculous. All of this is annoying. I miss when I didn't pay attention to this. <laughs> Anyways, you know what we should all be paying attention to is what we're putting into our bodies, especially when it comes to something we take every day, like multivitamins. Ritual. They have really good multivitamins. Ritual. You know, it's uh, something that makes you feel good, especially if you're active. Maybe you like to go to the gym. I know I like to go to the gym and these trainers or people uh, who are very much into fitness, a lot of times will say, what's your multivitamin? Because it helps out with your overall uh, routine. And uh, Ritual is one that you might want to consider because it's, it's worked out. For us, I know that uh, Jason's loving it. I do love it. Like I feel better throughout the day. Yeah, uh, you More know, energy. and I, I've I've had multivitamins before, and I have to say, like the one of the big things I hate about multivitamins is that that taste all day. Like I really that I hang yeah. up on that, and I love the fact that you don't have that multivitamin taste throughout the day with yep. ritual. Yep. And what's really unique about Ritual, too, is they have delayed release capsule ingredients or design that delivers the nutrients ingredients throughout the day, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. And uh, what's even better is you don't have to worry about uh, putting this on your grocery list because it's delivered to your door every month with free shipping. So you can uh, get your subscription so going easy. very easy and say you have a vacation or you're going to be out of town. You can start. Stop, snooze your subscription at any time. They make it very easy. And if you don't like Ritual within your first month, if you don't love it, they'll refund your first order. So you might as well try it. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering our It's News to Us listeners 10% off your first three months. That's 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash news to us. To start your ritual today. That's ritual, R I T U A L dot com slash news to us. We'll be right back on its news to us with more, a little news roundup, and uh, more to discuss right here. It's news to us, IW Radio. A little uh, review of the new Batman movie. Chris saw the new Batman movie. It just came yes, out. Yes, I did. Yeah. And real, saw it yesterday. Real quick. He's wearing a Batman yeah, t-shirt, by the way. We have to paint the picture for the audience here. Yes, Chris, uh, Jason. Chris is a huge Batman fan. Like, he is yes, huge yeah. Batman fan. Yeah. I'm huge. A, I'm a big, huge. big Batman nerd. I got a... Well, yeah, your favorite, right? Yeah, absolutely. I got like a hundred Batman graphic novels. I'm not messing around. So, did you see my it on opening night, or uh, did you? No, like- I I saw it yesterday. Um, yeah, I was working on Friday and and Saturday, so uh, yesterday was the first chance I got. Uh, the wife was nice enough to uh, come along with me, 
And uh, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, it was uh, very enjoyable and uh, entertaining and satisfying as Batman fan. Uh, heavy overtones of uh, David Fincher movies. The Riddler in this is sort of a uh, Zodiac meets John Doe from Seven meets Jigsaw from the Saw series kind of character. And uh, the Batman leans into sort of the uh, horror thriller side of uh, genre filmmaking and uh, moves away from, uh, you know, the the uh, superhero elements, especially that define like the Marvel movies or whatever. Uh, so it was a very rich, satisfying movie. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is probably the uh, best Catwoman yet. It's news to us. News Roundup. A donut of death. So a father and his son were at a donut shop and they were standing in front of the display case when a car comes careening into the building and almost uh, destroys... More than just the glazed donuts. Lives. Talking about human lives. We come here every other weekend. It's our, our ritual lasts like two over two years. But this last Saturday, yeah. got hit, donuts <laughs> turned into a near-death experience. Shocking surveillance footage capturing the moment's dad turned into a superhero quick. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. What's what were you thinking there, Jason? You were, I saw oh, the Oh shit. Yeah. Man, his little boy was about to get taken out by a car. Oh yeah. my god. And and, and the, the dad barely just pulls the little boy out of the way before the car gets there. Like just inches, inches, inches. Yeah, Chris. I, I it happened so fast I actually missed it. I blinked and I, I missed it. Okay, we'll keep watching. Just paying and do what I always do. I glance at him, make sure he's fine, and I glance to look at him, and I saw the car coming through the door. It was hit me as I was grabbing him. A second angle highlighting just how quick Taylor grabbed his boy. Oh. You might miss it if you blink. It was just like that yeah. from him. I feel like that is the, the example of parent instinct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instinct and sports. Those football skills put to the test in the ultimate parenting moment. So always keep your head on the swivel. When you yeah, what a brave father. He ran into the oncoming car and grabbed his child. So I can see that any happening. Parent, I think would do. Sure, any parent would do that for a kid, but would you guys do that for a friend? I or think I would. How about an acquaintance? Or a coworker. I think I would do that to a stranger for a stranger. Even you do that for a stranger. You think you'd run? I think you'd, you'd I run, hope you'd I run would, toward the car that's coming at you, the the person, and put yourself into harm's way for a complete stranger. Eddie sounds surprised because I feel like Eddie's first instinct would be to push somebody <laughs> into the car. Oh, I'm thinking like uh, at what level of. Uh, of relationship do you uh, not assist that's the question posed child obviously yes you're going to save the child significant other yes obviously uh mother father sister brother sure 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 but 
well, at what level does it, it, it deteriorate to the point where you're not going to help out? I think I would help anyone. Well, I think they're, so. They're wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> oh my gonna, God. I think I still would. That's like nuts. a Confederate flag t-shirt. They've already said the N-word five times and they're just standing in line for donuts. They got a gun on their hip. Yeah. But anybody else, would. you would run toward the oncoming car. I don't know wow. about that. Well, we know where Chris is at. How about you, Eddie? Where are you at? Stranger is where I cut it off. I'll be honest with you. You're just gonna say, "Hey, look out!" Yeah. Is that okay? Because it, I mean, it takes a, it's a selfless act to run toward a car that's coming into it's it's approaching, and that's that side of a space. Also, I don't know if you'd have like the the fatherly reflexes for a stranger. You know, like that was an instinctual right. thing for him to grab the child. I don't know if you would have that for a stranger. I think you would. I think that you would react. Uh, it would. You wouldn't have time to even think about if it was a stranger or not. You would just see someone in har- harm's way. You would go and do it. That's you think? Thought. Yeah. All right. I let think, me. Yeah, let I me. You, yeah. Let me paint this scenario, Eddie. Oh boy. A very attractive woman is standing <laughs> oh there, and you haven't been able to think of any way to break the ice. Suddenly, you're Chris pulling for, from through. danger. <laughs> You're pulling That's her from danger. Man, Chris. Yeah. yeah, hell Chris, yeah. And Chris drives a Buick through the front door to help me out. <laughs> pulling her from danger, saving her life as she falls on top of you. Would you Chris save Lane would you is- save uh the uh, damsel in distress? Um I mean if we wow. premeditated this, sure. If it was premeditated, obviously. But then, As she's laying on top of you. Chris pops out, looks around really quick, and runs. And then Eddie <laughs> d- describes the individual as uh, someone who's six three. If 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 attempted athletic, if I have to be associated with attempted manslaughter to get someone's number, I think I have to follow through with the saving at least, because otherwise I'm in jail. Would you be put out if you didn't get at least a hand job? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's yep. a lot of so- that's a yes. A assumptions- <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions a lot going of ins, on. Here. A lot of outs. I didn't even you know, approve of this. Uh, I don't even even approve of this scenario. I uh, don't want to be involved <laughs> in it. <laughs> now to back up a little bit, though, uh, uh, yes. this story this uh, happened here in uh, a suburb of Denver. And I remember vaguely like a few years ago, someone died at another Denver donut bakery after they choked on a. Really? And I'm was- just wondering. Yeah. Denver donuts are like super dangerous. Denver donut hmm. danger. It's kind of weird. Well, geez. Yeah. I think I remember that person who choked on the donut. You know, somebody drove through my uh, grandma's porch like 10 years ago she was on the local news where she lives uh wow. j- just the, the 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 car entered the home or just the porch it, it was just the porch but uh like knocked out the beams like almost came through the wall it's pretty close jeez that's one of the the freakiest things that you always hear about is cars driving through buildings and homes and 
that that's just like the worst way to go. You're just like sitting there watching TV that you can't buy a car in your own living room. I mean, like that's not fair. Well, um, you know, the universe is just, uh, <laughs> yeah, God or the universe or whatever. doesn't really want us to be alive. It would solve just sort of an accident. You know, it seems like there is a lot of uh, force and effort trying to remove us from this existence, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, including to be including a nuclear uh, holocaust, which is something that I've been worried about, and I expressed that on the show. And uh, there is one dad that pranked his family with a horrifying prank. He found this video on YouTube of a faux BBC broadcast where they talk about an impending nuclear threat and to take shelter. And he put it on the family big screen TV. And then who does that? Hilarity ensued. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fucked up, man. That is no, messed. not even funny. What the heck? Pull me up. After the strike. Nuclear strikes create deadly dust known as fallout, which will affect everyone, including those in rural areas. Fallouts will cause. So now the wife, the, the wife and the child run into the living room, and he's sitting there. And he's like, "Hey, come in! You have to watch this video." What the radiation fuck? sickness followed by death. You should this remain in this refuge for the rest of your life. Mom, have you seen the news? Look at the tank. Be sure you have a 14 day supply of Watch out, BBC, wait. So she gets on the phone oh with her mother and uh, is just completely freaking She's practically out. Practically hyperventilating. Right. Wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. Before entering your shelter, make sure that gas and other fuel supplies are turned off and that all fires are extinguished. All right. So at the end, at the end there, he does admit that it was a little prank, but uh, that part should have been extended because I wanted to see her release. Yeah, like beat the shit out of him. That's grounds (laughs) for divorce. That is fucked up. Well, if you ever want to get out of your relationship, now you know how to get out of a relationship. If you're ever stuck in one and you have no way out. Oh, my God. Uh, But it sounds like they're in the UK and like in Europe, it's a whole other level of uh, anxiety. Like, that's even worse, you know? And the, the, the biggest thing that I thought was kind of messed up is this video was posted on Twitter. And then in the comment section, somebody pulled up the original source and was like, hey, in case anybody wants to do this, here's the uh, <laughs> video on YouTube. Oh, man. But and so the mom, the mom has like a young toddler. And so this toddler, he doesn't understand what's going on on the TV, but he's old enough to pick up on his mom's like, yes, panic. And so he's like terrifying his like three year old son in the process as well. It kind of makes me think about that story in Hawaii not too long ago where they thought there was a nuclear threat coming from North Korea and everybody had like 30 minutes to live. And it, yeah. th- that's one of those weird things that doesn't get talked about enough. And I think we exactly. brought it up last week. Yeah. 
And yeah. then since then I looked into it a little bit more because that happened what in 2017 or 18, like not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 2017. It was uh, a little bit before I got married because it was during the, yeah, Trump's first couple, like six months in office. And he starts talking about like fire and fury against North Korea. Yeah. And then the people in Hawaii got this false alarm that nuclear weapons were being hurled towards uh, Hawaii and to take shelter. And there were minutes to live. And I was reading about these different accounts. Like there was one couple on their honeymoon in a hotel and the staff at the honeymoon or at staff at the hotel was ushering everybody into the ballroom and like in this giant group and telling everybody to be quiet. But then this couple's like, nah, we're just going to go to the beach because we don't want to be near people during when all this is going to happen. And like, there was just mass hysteria and confusion, but also like a lot of people are just calm, like nothing like it was just another day, like a tornado warning or something. And it's very bizarre to think about what would actually happen in this situation. Yeah, because I guess, yeah, there's some people who are like, fuck it. Oh, I'd rather die on the beach than like peeing myself with a bunch of strangers or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I would rather go to the beach. I think I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in that boat. Like I would, you know, yeah, I, I'd rather just, you know, go enjoy the last few minutes with someone I loved. Yeah, exactly. Then try to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Then the, agree 100%. Right. Yeah. Well, on a on a brighter note, I guess if you want to get patriotic, which some find it harder and harder to do these days, but sometimes you can get into the mood. There was a football game. I want to say football, soccer, soccer game, actually United States soccer game. This uh, happened at uh, a new major league soccer team stadium. It was the CFC. What is that? Do you know anybody you know? Not a clue. Anyways, so CFC took on the LA Galaxy in a major league soccer game, and during the national anthem, the singer's mic caught out. Cut out. The singer's mic cut out, and uh, the entire stadium decided to join in and sing the national anthem for the singer, since there was uh, no other way to do it. This is what happened. That people did that. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I pr- I prefer that than some, you know, celebrity singing it. I I would actually rather see that if I was at a game. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Police are looking for a suspect who stole human heads. On um, so watch out for this. Well, this certainly isn't the kind of thing you, you'd think someone would want to steal, but it's happened and it's making headlines. Someone stole a box containing human heads from a truck parked in East Denver last week. Those heads were intended to be used for... Yeah, this happened uh, just miles away from our headquarters. (laughs) What were you going to say there, Jason? 
I said fucking Denver. <laughs> okay. Medical research. Now, aside from the notoriety coming their way, whoever took them could face some unexpected charges as well. The theft of human heads <laughs> in a box could be anywhere from a petty offense to a felony if the value of the heads in total is above two thousand dollars. I'm a little afraid that this guy's an expert on uh, the penalties of human heads. Stealing that's human the heads. local news legal expert. Yeah, he. That's yeah. the guy they've been going to for legal advice oh, in okay. uh, the Denver news market I, for like. But decades. he seems just a little too well versed on stealing human head. I'm a little afraid. I think 2000s lowballing it for a human head, though. Like, let's be fair. So far, Denver police aren't saying much about Why the bizarre case. They right say the theft <laughs> did happen sometime between last Tuesday and Wednesday morning. This? The truck belonged to a freight company. You're right. The B-roll is people <laughs> jogging. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, like, they seriously had nothing else to put in here except for people jogging. It was an odd choice. Well, they, they didn't show the they heads. Used the same B-rolls, like the Colfax Marathon. Like, it's just use that. But they were yeah. show, they were showing bodies without heads. I think that was the point. Oh, yeah, that's so oh, a little gosh. abstract. It should be the final scene from Seven <laughs> with uh with Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box and just like <laughs> just overdub like it's silent, but just the footage of like you know Brad Pitt like screaming and and Morgan Freeman looking very unsure and nervous. And just but like it, keep cutting to a box. Yeah. 23rd Avenue near Fred Thomas Park. Police say the heads were in a box that was labeled exempt human specimen. There's an argument that could be made that if these heads are simply disposed of, thrown in the trash, that's abuse of a corpse. And that's a felony in Colorado. And in theory, an individual could get up to three years for such a crime. <laughs> well, whoever took the heads also stole a dolly. You can get in real trouble for stealing a dolly oh these days. God. Denver police say no arrests have been made so far. I'm ashamed of that broad that story. Uh, yeah. What? That's uh, so dumb. Yeah. The fuck the human head that is though. stupid. Could you imagine yeah. like you know that whoever stole them didn't intend to steal human heads, right? Like they're just stealing whatever they could find. <laughs> yeah. And imagine opening that box up and there's fucking heads in there. Like just <laughs> just fucking heads dude well we're all trying to get ahead in this world oh my god Chris <laughs> is gonna end it on that note I started it he ended it yeah did you guys hear oh, oh no. what go ahead Mm-mm. no don't yeah, did you guys did you guys <laughs> hear about uh, that geocaching incident from a couple of years ago um what was that geocaching game that was big for a second it was it just it would just like bring up a random location. You were just supposed to like think of something, and like it would I don't know bring up a random. Well, anyway, I think people found like well, anyway, people found like a uh, a human corpse and like a suitcase <laughs> one time on the beach. Oh my oh god! Because a geocaching game something there. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, have see a, you. Have, yeah. Bye. On that note. <laughs> With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey.